and you are listening to the Full-Blooded Podcast with me, Mr. X, but you can call me Leo. We have a special guest here tonight, M1. Please welcome her with a loud applause. Imagine applause, insert here, and here we go with the show. So a little background as the special edition here at the Full-Blooded Mini Podcast Lounge. Um, M1 had a great idea that I should introduce a little bit of my background. So I like to consider myself a bohemian ballroom, pseudo-Buddhist, kind of a philosopher, entertainer, comedian kind of a guy. Jack of all trades, master of none who has strong opinions on a whole lot of things. Uh, live and let live is my motto. Uh, try to party as much as you can. Try to enjoy the moment as much as you can. And, and specific to today's topic, uh, a disclosure, I will add that I don't like anyone, whether it's my next door neighbor or, or my wife or my girlfriend or my mistress or my dance partner or my uh, male fashion consultant. I don't care who it is. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do or micro, how to micro-organize my life or how to microstructure my life, whether it's the government or my best friend or my kids. That with being said, I also believe in common sense and that I don't get worked up a whole, a whole lot about a whole lot of things. However, <laughs> M1 uh, Memory, a.k.a. M1, has her strong opinions on things, and she'll give herself, she'll give a little bit of background, and then we'll get into the very interesting discussion that I actually want to get, I want to know more about. Go ahead. So my name is Memory Rose. I am a right-leaning liberal, which you may be wondering how that's possible, but that's because the entire paradigm has shifted and I used to be very liberal and I don't feel that I have changed at all, but everything else has shifted far to the left and I am immensely worried about the future of our country, about the social justice warriors that are out there. I was raised in a time where we were thought, brought up to not see color at all, that everybody was equal, that there was no difference between us. And now it is swung back to pretty much we're reverting to segregation. So I'm worried about that, what, what that means for our son and going forward. So I do have a lot of strong, strong opinions on these things. And that being said, um, I will go ahead and start off the discussion. Uh, this is an exercise in comedy and realism. Uh, disclosure, I believe that things are only real when we share consequences, meaning your reality and my, and my reality are exactly the same when we are sharing consequences that affect us both in the same way. Otherwise, my reality here compared to the people that are starving in Africa, those commercials you have to see every freaking day in the middle of your adult lifestyle pre-programmed shows, of course. Um, depending on where you stay, though, like some Vegas hotels don't give you the... Uh, well, listen, that's another story. People shouldn't be... 
Like, I'm not going to knock on your door when you're having dinner on a Saturday night and say, hey, listen, I got this scab. I ain't got no health insurance. And I also got this other weird rash on my back. Can you help a brother out? I'm not going to bombard your good time with my needs. You're not obligated to care about me. And I am not obligated to care about other people's challenges and tribulations in other countries. Now, I am empathetic and I am concerned. And if I can, I will. However, for the sake of this conversation, I just find it interesting of what memory's going to say because you know you're aging yourself when you become an activist. And and this usually happens when you're in your 40s. And it happened to me. And I remember my, my student, I was in a dance lesson, and she was in her middle 50s. She was telling me because I was talking, sharing her about my 9-11 conspiracies when I was in my late 30s. And I, and Which just, are all true, by the way. Just like JFK. And people thought and I was, that's all true, too. And people, and people thought I was nuts. And hey, look at the Wuhan virus. Yeah, it <laughs> actually came from the lab. Everybody thought that was a conspiracy theory until now. And and my point being is I went through this part where I felt like, you know, I have to take a stand. I have to make a difference. I have to. I have to. Not, and now I'm thinking, no, I don't have to. So I'll be that guy. And memory will retired that, paw. Yeah, I mean, I, I, try, I, did, my, I did my term of duty to, to, to uh, educate the masses. And so now I'll play the devil's advocate, maybe sort of. And um, first issue at hand, what what the, you you're, you're quite up in an uproar about uh, something about schools. You you start off the issue. Go ahead. Okay, I actually was going to speak. Yes, about well, it's June. You know what that means? It's Pride Month. What that meant for me twenty years ago was a fun-filled weekend in Long Beach, partying all weekend, going to every Pride Parade. What that means... There's more than one? Well, Long Beach, LA, San Diego. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Let's see. Um, and <laughs> I don't get the Pride Weekly Gazette. Sorry. <laughs> I did. And it was... We all look for the white party in Palm Springs. I mean, it was the shit. So... That's what it meant for me 20 years ago. It's June 2021. And what it means for me now is an absolute insane. I'm out of my mind. I just can't even believe what's happened to this world. Like 20 years ago, it was me and my friends. I don't think you were politically inclined to be curious on anything 20 years ago. I think you were more like a typical guy, so to speak. You were bored about tits and ass because that's what we do in our 20s. But anyway, now you are concerned about your country. Go ahead. Well, and more so our son. I I find it terribly shocking. It's one thing for a 20-year-old to be partying in the streets. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. It's another thing for it to be on my television set in a Blue's Clues episode or a Nickelodeon commercial that a three or a four-year-old is watching. The parents don't even, they put Nickelodeon on because they think, hey, this is educational entertainment for my kid. You know, they teach two plus two is four, blah, blah, blah. Let me stop you right there because I can totally see where you're coming from. So let me just say this. Yeah. For the sake of argument, and and I, I conventionally speaking, growing up on I Love Lucy and Ricky Ricardo reruns and the Brady Bunch, where you only saw people sleeping in pajamas and in separate beds. <laughs> Growing up as an ex Jehovah's Witness, constantly being, you know, my program brainwashed about what chastity was in the Christian world. So 
listen, I can totally relate to the fact that there's a majority of people, that, the conservative Americans, I'm sure, that agree that sexuality shouldn't be discussed on children's programs. Totally agree with you on that. I think adult content of any kind, whether it's sexual content specific or not, shouldn't be discussed on Cartoon Network. So specifically speaking, for the sake of argument, I will agree with you that transgendered or crossover or no, what was it? What was she? She was a drag queen. Drag queen. And there's very unattractive drag queen. And whoa, can you find the hot ones? There's some hot ones. There's lots of them. Is is telling kids that through song and chant, you know, that some people have two parents, some people have two moms, two dads. Um, some people are this and that. I, I couldn't get to the whole commercial because the quality of the commercial was just so terrible. She was extremely very hard to look at. Although I didn't have a problem with the song in the cartoon version, but just for sake of argument, I agree with you. Parents should control when their own children are introduced to the real world. Can we say that? Correct. The timing of when that happens in their life and how it happens and in what doses. Can we? And if you're, for, for just for example, if you're a strong Orthodox Jew or if you're a very conventional Buddhist living in those relative countries, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because they would have every right as to how they want to raise their children. But because we're in America, everybody has the right to whatever. I agree with you. For the sake of argument, let's just say parents control when and should control, rightfully so, when our children, in our case, our son, is going to be exposed to uh, swinging dicks and cocks and balls with a lot of lipstick on it and a, and a very, very gay pride oh, wig. speaking of which. I agree with you 100%. Okay. My point is this now. If you were living in West Hollywood and you were living with a woman and you either adopted a child or it was our son, Honor, and everyone for the most part is gay in Hollywood, you know, it's like, it's day to day. It's like, if you want to know what it would be like to uh, see the world controlled by apes, then get on the movie of Planet of the Apes. In other words, immerse yourself in that, like some people do character method acting. And if you want to know what it's like to live in a homosexual world, then live in a homosexual city and be open-minded and, and just think of them as individuals like you and try to relate to how they feel and experience rejection and, and being profiled and being obviously biased and murdered and tortured and all that other stuff that comes with other minority cultures that are taken advantage of. So my question is, if you were that type of a, a human being and you and you have, a, a, would you feel the same about Nickelodeon doing this? Absolutely, because even if I was living with a woman and we had a child, first of all, I don't think the child would grow up knowing any different. If there was two women, that's how the child would grow up knowing us. But at the same time, it goes back to it is the parent's responsibility and right and to teach their children on their timing, whether they're three, four, five, 13, 30, whenever those parents think it's appropriate for their child to learn about these things, those parents have that right. So, so, so this is not about being transgender or gay. This is about you, you don't want Cartoon Network to teach your kids about the birds and the beast, period. Correct. And... Did you just supply a trigger warning? Was that a trigger warning? We don't need to do that. I'm in my fitties. I don't know what that means, but I'm, what I'm trying to do is remove layer by layer as to essentially what is the core issue here. Because it sounds to me like this has really nothing to do with isolating 
one specific type of human being over another based on sexual orientation or identification. It sounds to me more like you don't appreciate someone coming to your kid and in a very innocent platform like cartoons and talking about sexual identities and sex and period. period. I don't know, not so much as to having to do with gay pride or anything else. Just in this particular example, it does like, I probably would have, so you would have felt the same way if, if it was a Fonzie remake and he decided to make out with two chicks in high school. Correct. If my kid was watching Fonzie at three or four years old. Yeah. The, the problem is that it doesn't stop here. It doesn't stop with Nickelodeon putting these commercials on TV and showing at, at the basis of homosexuality is sexuality, right? A woman and a woman are attracted to each other sexually. You cannot discuss homosexuality without discussing sexuality. And there's not, the parents should get to decide when that talk is given and when their child, because each child's different. Some grow up and mature a lot faster than others. There's, there's really, I think what makes us sensitive thin ice here is because I'm trying to justify the separation between sexuality and not having it to be about sexuality, having it to be about your humanity. Does that make sense? Like, if you're a Republican, like, oh, I have problems with you. Why? Well, I'm a Democrat. I can't. But let's say that I was a Democrat. Let's say you're a Republican. That shouldn't even have to come up unless we're working together and there's something specific to politics. But if I meet you for the very first time and we start dancing, we do salsa, cha-cha, have a drink, nowhere in that evening should that come up unless I'm a diehard zealot for that party. That's and, the problem. The okay. And I don't hang around people like that. So, so do you hang? I mean, it just seems, yes. it just well, seems it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's on Nickelodeon for crying okay. out loud. We don't have to hang out with somebody. Oh, okay. It's on our television sets in front of us. Without having to acknowledge the, the fact that this division or tribalism is occurring, has been occurring for a very long time. And we've seen it since the George Floyd murder in this particular case and the whole division between the protesting activism, let's not get into details, but we can see there's a whole lot of tribalism going on lately. I have a hard time differentiating homosexuals, as some old timers would call them, from not having to focus on their sexuality. Does that make sense? Like, I shouldn't worry about people who have a homosexual orientation. I shouldn't have a discussion about them having to be homo. How do I, I don't even know how to divide this. Well, I'm telling you, that is like, why. We're not out to torture gay people. Gay people have the freedom to do whatever they want. I have no issue with that. But gay or straight, I don't want to know more about you unless I ask. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the problem here is that I agree with you 100%. Like I said earlier, I was brought up to be colorblind, to not notice color. But then I go to college and all of a sudden there's a black only commencement ceremony. So then I think, oh shit, well they must be different than me because they're, when I thought we were all the same, so you bring these things up, you draw attention to the differences and that's what happens. I agree with you hundred percent. Why don't we just look at two women together and go, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, whatever. No, they, not they, I can't say that. 
I have known many, many, no, and I've known many, 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 many gay people who think the same way I do on this. But there are some gay people who are, we're here, we're queer, get used to it, and I'm going to shove it in your face and down your throat and blah, blah, blah. We're going to have pride parades. You know what? I mean, where's the heterosexual pride? I mean, like, oh, yay, I like dick. I mean, where... Where is that? It is that part of the population that separates themselves, that shoves it down your throat, that shouts it from rooftop, that makes it so you cannot be like you said and just be, you know, all humanity together. I, I got to stop you here because I, I've disclosed many times that this, this has no effect on my lifestyle. I hang around people that are usually over the age of 65, the majority of me being a young person. You're a preacher or Jehovah's Witness or uh, a business owner. You've always we're dealing with clients that are 20 or 30 years older than you most of your life. So I haven't been affected by this cancel culture, extreme sex orientation identity in your face. Call me by my fuzzy name. Whole agenda, whatever you want to. Call. I have not been affected, but but case in point, we did share the same reality today when we were at Woody's restaurant celebrating our son's seventh grade completion, graduation, whatever. Okay. Did you notice the butch, tall, blonde, young lady who cleaned our table, led us to the seating area, pulled out a chair? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did actually, but see, I don't. I'm not really all that observant most of the time. Okay, you are. Uh -huh. You really have to shove it in my face, and that's why I'm upset about that. Because I try to see everything very calm, like everybody's blah, blah blah. It's only when you shove it in my face and down my throat that I'm like gagging okay. on it. So I don't care how open-minded you are. If you see an unattractive short Mexican woman crossing the street, you're like, oh, she's extremely overweight. She's extremely short. She's extremely squatty carrying a whole lot of stuff, you know, and we see a lot of people like that here because they walk to the bus stop and they work. We were living in a working neighborhood here. Am I profiling somebody? No, I'm describing to you what I see a lot of. And if I describe a story with the, the character as such, someone's going to say, oh, you're profiling. No, this is what I saw. Okay. Well, today I saw a lady like this and this young lady, I don't know if I should refer to her as a lady. If she was here, what would she say to me? I mean, remember that dealer we used to have, Stephanie? She was yes. uh, Polynesian, mm -hmm. and she was very lesbianish, mm -hmm. and she dressed like a guy, talked like mm -hmm. a guy, walked. Everything about her was a guy, mm -hmm. and we were cool. I always called her Steph. Mm -hmm. Made sure that she called her Steph. What's up, Steph? What's up, yo? What's up, Steph? Mm -hmm. My man, Steph. I wouldn't really say that, but she was. She would. She understand. Mm -hmm. You know, and I even said that once in a while. It's it's like family. It's just, it's respect. It's love. It's 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 uh, acknowledgement. She never corrected me once, maybe because I'm older. Well, I'm the older guy. No, I, I just don't. I, she was easygoing. My point being, this individual today, you and I, how can you not notice someone who stands out? Because no matter how open-minded you are, this person stands out of the norm. That's a very unattractive guy, or that is a very unattractive female, or that is a very attractive, I don't know what it is, compared to, hi, how are you? How can you not notice that? 
I did not notice something that stands out. I just noticed she was kind of short, like really quick answer, like da 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 da. da. Right, no social confidence. That's right. Right, that's about all I remember. And the haircut looked like she was uh, out of the military and forgot to get a trim. You didn't notice that? And the big old hanging. Oh, pants. Yeah. You know, I mean, none of this screamed. Okay, all right. Well, I had no issues with it. I just thought you would pick up on it, (laughs) and I would be like, you know. That wasn't such a bad experience. But what would I refer to this person? If this person corrected me, like I, I said, please, I said, thank you, then no problem. Great. Appreciate it. Thank you. And this person was kind of like, yeah, okay, and walked away. <laughs> Compared to those motherfuckers, fucking rude, fucking assholes in the city of Arizona, right across the city of Arizona. I mean, the, state. the state of Arizona, Bullhead, I think. Is mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Right across Laughlin, Bullhead City, there is a Carl's Jr. there. Oh my God, I've been in that Carl's Jr. And it's in the, near the Home Depot lot. In that whole, I mean, it's a very small fucking it little town. It might be Needles or Bull. It might be Needles. I'm pro, no, I'm pro, uh, it's right across the lake. Literally, right across the freaking Colorado River. I know. Okay, it's right across the, the where Laughlin. You're st- right. I, it is Bullhead. I'm positive it's a Carl's Jr. Could be Burger King. No, it's mm-hmm. a positive Carl Jr. It is. These motherfuckers were so fucking rude. Could, and that's when I said, you know what? I don't think they like me. I think it's me. You know, all these blonde bitches in here. There's nobody else in the fucking restaurant. I can't get acknowledged. Oh, you're making me work hard. What are you doing to me? You're bringing a 20? I'm buying a Coke. I'm thirsty. Walks away. I go, thank you. Uh-huh. I'm like... I was like, you know what? I've experienced this before when I went to go and volunteer for Hurricane Katrina. We'll talk about how they treated me at this fucking sandwich shop at the Minuteman fucking mini mart. And I'm not sure this was Tennessee or I think it was Tennessee. Um, motherfuckers. I hate having to go somewhere when you need just to get some product and but oh no, you look this way or we think you're that person, so they deny you service. Anyway, the, I couldn't believe how terrible I told myself, you know, if and it, I, I got, I felt like I had to refrain from saying something. Excuse me, Missy, but I'd rather just get my money back. You, you, this service sucks. Don't want your fucking drink. Don't want, in fact, you know what? Don't give my money back. Take your fucking drink back. Go fuck yourself. And I could have easily have done that. But then that, that I would have, I would have fed into what they're expecting me how to act. You know what I mean? You would have lived up to their stereotype. Yeah. Because the first time they, they disrespected me, like, you know what? They're rednecks. They're white trash. They're uneducated. This is their their main thing. There's nothing happening at two thirty in the afternoon. There's 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 nothing else on your life. Your drive through might have two cars. Whatever, all I want is a drink, and you can't even do that right. And I got dissed a couple of times. I got dissed a couple of times, and dissed means you got disrespected. And we make too much of a big deal about people that mean nothing to us disrespecting us. Sometimes you know it doesn't feel good, especially if you're an artist like me. But in the end, I thought you know what, they have a miserable life. I'm on this road trip. I'm I'm trying to make the best of it. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to bury my mom twice, and that's a whole other issue I got to deal with. And uh, you know, and um, and I'm not going to let this ruin my my plans. So that being said, uh, go ahead. So I want to bring up something. Well, how funny is it? Same same culture. It is. It, they were bad. I'm going to leave the gays alone for a little bit because despite what I sound like right now, I really do 
I have loved more gay people in my life than straight people. So uh, I don't want it to come across that way. So we're going to leave the gays alone for a minute. And we are going to move on to fat people. So I was watching this episode. Yeah. Or as I like to consider them beautiful people trapped inside other people that are bigger. Or smaller people that ended up eating their other half. I don't know. But we're going to talk fat people. Now, that's another really touchy subject, right? Like, how dare you? Fat shaming has become a total thing on the Internet. How dare you fat shame me? Blah, 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 blah. But I know that you are a... I'm not going to say a fan, but a proponent, you think it should be that we have nationwide health care, right? So if we were to have nationwide health care, fat people come into play. And fat people come into play because I'm going to admit to something I'm very ashamed of, but I am a smoker. As a smoker, my insurance goes up, right? Because there's a chance of me having more health problems. Well, guess what? There's no greater risk to your body, even more than smoking, being obese, which more than 70% of Americans are, um, is has lasting effects on your health. And never was that more evident than in the COVID pandemic when that became the number one precursor um, or, you know, underlying health condition that caused major problems with COVID. So with all these fat people running around and nationwide healthcare on the rise because of the AOC socialist left, tell me a good reason why I'm not even going to say myself because I could stand to lose a good 20, 30, 40 pounds, but anybody else should pay for my poor choices or the 600 pound sister's poor choices. Why should the person who eats sensibly, works out regularly, takes very good care of their body, you know, like our neighbor across the street? Oh. Yeah, like him. Like he is healthy, he's, wealthy, he's and white. Oh, and he's proud of it. So tell me why he should have to pay for our poor choices in life. This is where, because I was on the whole nationwide healthcare thing, I think everybody deserves basic healthcare. I was pretty big on that. That should be a fundamental thing of life. Like nobody should go without. But then I started to think, what about the fat people? And then the fat people led to the smokers, the drinkers, the, oh, isn't that some kind of the, Thinkers and me, like a Kermit the Frog song, but the I'm a, I'm I'm a small, yeah, <laughs> midnight toker. Yeah, so, I don't think that's the Muppets. So why, why, unless we are going to control everybody's lives and say, you know what, you can't eat that McDonald's, you. I'm dying to answer. Okay, go. Because we can afford it. Not if it's from my taxpayers' money. Not from the poor people. Not from the working class, not from the struggling people, not from the majority of people that need it the most, which is why they're in that position in the first place. But, so you think Elon Musk? But from whatever program that needs to be created by the most intelligent people that are running the best country in the world, this is possible. This is possible. I don't. I, don't, I can. I want to begin to get into discussions as to who deserves it and who doesn't, because people 
will always get sick. It doesn't matter how well you take care of your body. Even those people can be micro divided into, well, what age group was this person? And they do his minimum requirement of lab workouts because at his age, he doesn't have any. Listen, I'm not even going to get into that. There's lots of countries that are super, super, super poor, like Mexico. Not an issue. If you're sick, go to the hospital. The hospital's going to look like uh, 1965. You know, the people that are working there are going to look like convicts, maybe. <laughs> but they don't have tattoos. They're just suntanned, you know. Uh, you might not get treated like a human being, but, you'll get, <laughs> but you will get service. And I've, lots of my family went through this. So there's no way that the number one country in the world who can afford some of the la- some of the, some of the shit that they're spending money on. Oh, they, no, I agree. They with can't that. afford it. For example, the highway system, that. the highway system that California has alone is absolutely amazing. If you've driven enough through the United States, you realize. California is, um, that's why there's a reason why more people own cars in California. And the the highway system has to keep up with that. So wherever our priorities are going to be focused on, we can solve these problems. So we can afford it, bottom line. You can spend the rest of your time finding the best intellectuals, people that are concerned enough to grease the right pockets to make this a priority, and it will happen. Case in point, the elites have free health care. I don't care if you can say, well, that's because they're covered by this that's because they're in the White House. How do you trust me? They have free health care. It's possible. So anyway, moving on. Well, they pay for their health care, but yeah, because they have so much money, they could pay for everybody's health care if they wanted. To. Exactly, but I still, I still, because I did agree with you, and kind of because I do have friends that live in Canada where they have nationwide health care. <clears throat> And they actually come to the states to go to the doctors and pay out of pocket because they would die waiting for an appointment. Let me, let me just stop right here and prove to you right now how I, I'm correct because I love hearing myself talk. <laughs> Let's pretend that everybody gets sick um, next equally n- next year. Yeah, equally. Like, let's say it starts out in the East Coast and spreads by the West Coast. Let's say we'll call it COVID nineteen, the flu. <laughs> And let's say that if you don't take care of it, it turns into pneumonia and then you die. And I think this is how regular flus work, by the way. So let's say that um, we realize this is a a thing that if we don't get the government involved, kind of like a bank bailout, it's going to affect the people that shouldn't be burdened with loss of profits, which is the big businesses because now everybody, their labor force is gone. 